All right, Spotify World and Applecast. We're trying this uh, trying this thing out here on Applecast and Spotify, and we're going to have to see how this goes, and we're fixing a roll right over here into our camera. All right. Now, let's see how this goes, and we do appreciate it. All right, people, what's going on around Cherokee County? Big Matt and not Diamond Dean is in the house with us tonight. We got uh, Brother Kevin Ward is hanging out with us tonight. hope everybody's having a great day. I know I am. Uh, God is good, and he's given us another beautiful day. Kevin, what's going on? How are you today? Yeah, fantastic. It's been a great day. Uh, today, guys... Kevin's going to share with us some of his things that he's got going on in his life. Uh, but God's really blessed him in, in many, many ways. And he's very appreciative for that. And, of course, uh, we all are. And some activities he's doing this summer, some new ministry stuff he's got going on, some new music and stuff he's going to be doing. So um, we're just going to let the Lord kind of lead it and, and kind of just take us wherever he wants us to go. And I also have some college stuff we're going to talk about Um the expansion for 12 teams, they're looking to try to lock that in next summer. That's something we can talk about a little bit. Um, just something to kick around. I thought it was kind of interesting. It came out yesterday. More news about that. So, um, first of all, thanks to our Media Day sponsors, guys that stepped up here in the county, Rehab Partners, Farmers and Merchants Bank, Coosa Corner, and, of course, Turkey Eye Clinic, J.R. McKenzie. Uh, J.R. has been number one. I mean, he just anything he can do to help, uh, he's always down to help. So uh, we do appreciate our sponsors. Media Day will be coming up June the 25th, and we hope all y'all are going to be there, and Coach Howard and the guys are going to be there. Uh, and next week, guys, Diamond Dean will be back. We'll have Kobe Brandon in the house. He's going to be the new basketball and baseball coach over at Gillsville. Uh, we're really excited for him about that, to have him in the county. He's been over by the head for a little while. Yeah. It's, it's great, and he great just guy. lives – right around the corner you know down here and uh um I, I can't wait to have him on and it's gonna be good it's good We're, we got um so many good young coaches all right kobe's gonna be at gilsville calls at spring garden jim is young but jim's gonna be the old goat in the county and i watched jim play uh him and coach crane they play i'll play baseball and football and um of course, you got Coach Henderson. He's the new guy going to be taking the job over at Cherokee County. Um, so it's just going to be Jim and Cole and Kobe and Coach Henderson. And Eric, I don't, I don't want to get this wrong, but I don't think any of them. They can't be. There, I know they're not thirty. I'm dead sure on that. They may be twenty-five, and Jim's the oldest, <laughs> and they ain't been out of college long. Uh, and they all let me get this right. And they all played, they all played college baseball. So guys, um, for you guys that are stopping by, uh, that may be new to the channel, uh, I'm Big Matt, co-host Diamond Dean's out of town. We got the better version. Kevin Ward's coming here to stop by. Youth pastor over at First Baptist at Piedmont, and he coaches over at Spring Garden too. He's been over there close with the kids, and I kind of met him over there um, just through games and stuff. And uh, you know me. Um, I'm just going to kind of shoot the breeze with people and I just kind of draw to him and we got to talking and testimony stuff comes up. And before you know it, um, you know, we're, we're sharing Bible stories and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, so tell me this summer, you got new music stuff you're working on. 
men's ministry. Um, I'll lay it out a little bit. Just regular good old time tradition. Not religion, because I don't like that word. Just good old time Jesus. Just guys being, hanging out and studying God and being better men. Is that, is that about right? Absolutely. So take off with that and tell us, um, you know, tell us more about it. Man, I, I could really spend all day when you're you talking. You know, Make sure you're up there close on the. You hear me? Yes. Used to when um, we get to talk about sports, you know, I can still talk sports all day. Yes. Still one of my, my, my greatest passions, one of my greatest loves. Um, but now in, in this, um, just this new phase of my life, I don't know if I say new, new phase, when I get to talking about families and I get to talking about men and young men, uh, I really, really get fired up. You, you can ask uh, uh, Bailey Blanchard. He's a, he's a guy that I coached in junior high and got to got to be with him all the way through. And when he um, um, got to experience a championship with him as a senior and, and now fast forward all through his college years, and now I, I get to see him stepping into – uh, whatever new new role he's about to be um, coming into the next next this this coming year, yeah. you know, with career, with, with a job, and, and with coaching, yeah, and just get, just get married and yeah, all that stuff. How about that? Is, is, is Ain't that crazy? Man, that's just that right there. <laughs> that's wild. Is just, is my, my life. Um, Cardavian Myers is one that um, you know I'm not his dad, but I call all these guys my sons because I love them. Just as much as, as if they were my own sons, um, and, and to see these guys graduate, and, and now Cardavian just graduated at Western Kentucky. Now he's at UT Chattanooga. Wow! Uh, and I remember the the small time, the small moments, the in in the car, you know, on the way to church, and uh, experiencing them receiving Christ and and being baptized, and all all those things, um, and, and to see them excel. Uh, that that um, it's beyond anything that I could ever dream of, really. And I'm not rich. I don't have this big career that I can just speak about. But I'm telling you, I, my life is fulfilled um, just by the people. Um, my my life is is all about people. And like when, when I met you, and we just you know struck up conversations in, in, a, in a basketball gym. Yeah, it becomes more than about sports. You know, we we, we connect through um, through our story and. and the things that we're passionate about, which is not just sports, but it's our faith, yes, our families, um, our experiences, um, and I think we're we're fortunate to to, to live in one of the greatest counties. I agree. Um, um, yeah, we, we're small enough to where we kind of know everything about each other. Um, and we see each other in football and yeah, basketball, and even yeah. run across each other uh, during baseball or something. I mean, we see everybody everywhere. Absolutely, and we compete. And, you know, there's always people who kind of take it to the next level and can't really see the other people on the other sideline are really good people. Yeah. You know, we've all been there at some point. Oh, yeah. But, um, like, Coach Blackwell uh, at Sand Rock, man, there's a guy I really, I truly look up to. We're in the same area competing for championships against each other. And we're talking before a game um, and, and just hugging each other's necks and, and saying, I, I love you, you know, and, and I look up to you, appreciate you. But I see him and Coach Rat interacting the same way, you know, and that right there, it's just it means it's not just a it's not just a game. It is about more, you know, and that's absolutely you know that's what it's all about. Yes, 
I'm guilty too sometimes. We do get caught up in the arts of uh, being competitive because I'm a competitive person. Um, but as you get older, and I think it's when you have kids. That was me. Is that you? Yeah, yeah. When you have kids, you kind of start seeing things a little different and what's really important. And, and the game is important to win and lose because it's good for no, kids to know that there's winners and losers in life and in general how to respond from winning and losing, and that's what sports does. Um, but, yeah, continue on. That's a lot of kids that you've impacted over the years, and it's um, well, what you opened up with is fulfilling to know that it's just to know that the the gospel and the things that you've been through with them are now things that you see them doing that that they could they're ministering some, somewhere somehow they're ministering kids also and that's that's really what makes it that's what makes it fulfilling to know that you're leaving a legacy you know you're leaving something behind yeah. now about the men's study and we had talked the other night about this about just like going in the woods and having a cleared out circle spot and you guys that hunt, which I used to hunt a lot, you know, you just cut top off some stumps and everybody just kind of circle around and, and build a fire and um, you just get your Bible out and everybody just shares, you know, and then you have somebody up there giving a message uh, just to be, you know, really away from everything and, and no distractions from anything else, but just being out there with God and, um, Honestly, no hunting when I used to hunt a lot. That was that's really a a real spiritual time for me. Hunting was always very spiritual because you're close with God and it's quiet. You know, what do you think, man? <laughs> I, I think when I think of the, the kingdom of God, you know, I told my wife this a while back. Um, whatever we think that is the kingdom of God, it's usually or always the opposite. We grow. You you think that the, the kingdom is all about the uh, the attention and the, and the lights and the cameras and, and how many people we can get. But the kingdom of God is really all about intimacy and the personal relationship, just you and God. And then what you're talking about, man, the men that I know who are the closest to God that I know and, and every person that I know who has a relationship with God that I look at and I'm like, wow, they all spend time alone more time alone with God than they do on the rooftops, you know, uh, all that, you know, that it's, 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 I say it like this, you know, whatever I'm doing in secret, whatever I'm is going to manifest itself openly in that alone time with the father, that intimacy with the father. If, if, if I make that the basis of everything, my life, my, my family, my relationships, um, ministry, if I will keep that a long time and that 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 intimacy with my father at the forefront, then publicly, that's just going to burst forth, um, and and that's just just biblical, and and I, 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 that's that's what's changed everything for me. It wasn't try harder, which is what I thought. I thought, well, I got I got I got to preach better. I got to teach better. I got to work harder. I got to give more. I got to pray more, fast more, all that. And what the Father really wants me to do and wants us to do is just stop and just sit at his feet and just do nothing. You know, the Mary Martha situation is just, just fascinating. You know, Martha was um, busy trying to get everything done. She's like, you know, Mary, you're not helping me. You're not I'm doing all this work and you're not doing anything. And Jesus was like, 
and she's found the one thing she everything she needs is right here at my feet doing nothing um and i think we get busy a lot of times in ministry um and, and sports and our family that we miss we miss so many so many things if we would just stop and be still which is hard to do yeah th- these days it's, it's, it's especially with kids and being involved in sports as you are too that's Absolutely. and it's fixing to happen after media days in july comes yeah. um i mean i'll be out of schools this week doing clips for for workout videos i start putting stuff together to promote media day um yeah i agree uh and and in doing nothing you know and i know what you mean but yeah. for there may be some people out there that are are new believers so let me hit that again and and you can uh, confirm if i if i'm seeing this the wrong way or not doing nothing don't mean exactly doing nothing yeah. it means preparing yourself to do something sometimes you have to do nothing mm-hmm. and i'll use a coaching aspect since we are a sports show um most coaches that I know, when they're preparing for a game, the time before the game, they want to be alone and they want to be quiet. Why? Because they're preparing. So in our spiritual walk, there's many times that we do just need to be quiet and just to study his word. And sometimes even if we're not studying, just praying in our head and 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 talking to god and carrying on conversation because if we're going to have a, a a relationship with somebody um, there's one thing that you have to do and this this is true in, in marriage also i'm not going to get into my marriage counseling again because i did that week before last i'm just kidding but um staying in contact yeah right i mean if you got friends what do you do well you probably text them every day or two yeah. well how do you text god well honestly um my idea would be the doing something that you're talking about, you're really doing nothing is, is studying his word. Me and my son, we make sure, you know, we do that every day. And on Sundays we have a little time we spend in the morning doing something specific, you know, and I will actually, uh, I'll give this, I'll tell you this, this is what we did today. Um, living on our purpose means living in surrender to God when we surrender to his will. It doesn't mean that we're supposed to sit back and do nothing. Kevin, listen, guys, I didn't know what he was going to, we didn't plan what he was going to talk about. I just said, come on and you talk about your summer activities and new music stuff you're doing. And to my to lesson today is that, do you hear what I'm saying? That, okay. Some people believe in coincidences. I no, don't. No, no. Now I'll finish through this. This was my lesson today. Uh, it means we continually seek Him as we move forward. The Bible promises us that He will make our path straight. But for Him to direct our steps, we have to keep taking the steps. And this study this morning was just kind of about, there are times and stuff that there's, it don't really mean do nothing. So you young believers, what He means is doing nothing is turn off the TV, go in your room, Put your phone in your in your drawer and just pray. Maybe it's just laying on the bed, you know, or, or in your, whatever your place is. Maybe it's out in the backyard in, in the back of the pasture. Get to know God. Build a relationship with him because everything that Mary needed at the time was at Christ's feet because what was he doing? What was she doing? She was serving him. And that's what he wants. We have two things that we're to do in life. Love God and love each other. 
and 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 doing those two things, serving him is covers one of those two things. So, uh, did I get that kind of? Is that about right? Absolutely. Is that about right? You know, as a believer, we all get to a point where, like, wow. At least for me personally, my, my dad was was my pastor, mm. and he was the closest thing to Christ that I'd ever seen. And and all who knew him, um, they thought the same thing. It was just uh, how fortunate I am. Um, you know, I, I, me and my wife talk about this a lot, and even with the new aspects of the ministry going forward. Um, uh, a man's greatest gift is his name. And, yeah, because that's all you got. Absolutely. Your word and when you leave. The legacy <laughs> that, that my dad left behind for me. It's going to be tough. It's uh, incredible. So <laughs> I spent, you know, he, he passed away in 2011. So um, I spent the, so much time after the fact, just I can never be like him. I can never do this. So I can never do that. Uh, I can't. I'm not even going to try. Oh yeah, but here I am. You know, I, I found myself searching. There's got to be more. There's got to be more. We we say that we believe God can heal. Trying to work your way. We really don't believe it. Trying to work we, your way to heaven. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, you know, um, the secret place isn't my favorite place. It's almost another dimension when you get alone with God, and it becomes the secret place. It becomes an atmosphere that that. That you, you you make the declaration. It's just me and you, God. And when you even not making that work, you you just you choose to be alone with Him. So what I did was I went downstairs and cleaned out a closet. And, I made me tell me that. Yeah, yeah. And, and I went in there and I even closed the door. Yeah. The scripture says, you know, you know, close the door. So I didn't know what I was doing. So <laughs> what I what I realized that I did was like everybody. It's just does. what you're feeling. You all. I had because it's personal. Using right? like an ATM. Everybody's got a, their own personal. Absolutely. I mean, I only I only really got serious with God when I needed it, when I needed Him to do something, when I needed um, a financial blessing, when I needed healing in myself or somebody else, or I, I was concerned for my family. But there was no no in between. But when it's when you're running high and God's Absolutely. blessing you. You know, um, you, you can't just close the doors up on the clubhouse. I used to share this with some of my youth. Um, when you are winning in the game and you are ahead, do you stop playing the game? Well, no, because the clock's still running. And, and I'm just, that just trans, I do a lot of sports nowadays. I apologize in advance, but the clock's still running and the whistle ain't blowed. And, and we're, our purpose here is to advance his kingdom. That's what we're here to do. And, and, and you know, speaking to the new believers or those who are new to the secret place or whatever, in prayer, it, I, I've told a lot, a lot of people this, you know, when I really began to get serious about getting along with God, and I began to, I didn't go ask a bunch of people, what do you do when you're alone with God? I wanted to figure it out on my own, so I, I based everything off Scripture. So, you know, um, entering into his gates with thanksgiving, entering into his courts with praise. So we know that God knows everything, and we don't literally have to say, God, now I'm entering into the, the gates. But I would <laughs> I would do that. Yeah. I would say, God. Well, that sets you up I, mentally for absolutely. where. Absolutely. Yeah. Right now, Lord. I am approaching your gates and I'm going to be thankful and I'm going to be nothing but thankful. So I would put all my requests on the back burner. Wouldn't think about it. Wouldn't even. I do the same thing. Yeah. I'm entering into your courts with, with thanks. I enter into your gates with Thanksgiving. And I would just begin to thank it. And then just begin to think about things that I was thankful for. And as I began to do that, you kind of forget to, wow. you kind of forget to ask. 
I did that for, it went by for like, honestly, I'm not joking. Like it seemed like months went by. I never like, you know, Lord, this is like, he already knows the problem. You don't even have to say, um, and I would just continue to just be thankful. And I, I think it comes in age and, and not age, physical age, but spiritual age. I mean, I speak about this a lot and I get on here sometimes and I'll get preaching. We get on a side note, um, a spiritual age to where other things that are just not so important that you are just thankful and you just give thanks and you, you don't say, Lord, I, well, I'm just down in my luck this week and I had to spend that other 500 on, a, on had to have transmission fixed in the truck. And he knows he already, it's already planned. He's already got you set up, man. You had to spend that money, but he already, he's got something else coming somewhere else. And what you're saying to go back to the beginning for, for some new, new listeners, um, that's the doing nothing. Stop worrying. That's what the point is that he's making. I think, because yeah. that's how I saw that scripture that you're talking about. She's running around being crazy because she's worried. Is everything just right? Is Jesus going to be, Jesus loves you no matter what. And we're all sinners and we all escape him every day. So we, we pray and try to repent every day to be closer to him. I think this, that's kind of what it is. Stop just freaking out and just cool out, man. Yeah, I got this. You're on the winning team. A bad person or that she was doing anything wrong? No. She was doing it out of good concern. Uh, you had, had great intentions. Absolutely. Um, but it was not her work that was going to get her any closer in relationship. It, it, her her work was not going to earn her anything anything more. Maybe it could distract her. Absolutely. That's what we. It does. That's what you just said about games and life and family. God's in front of all those things. Yeah. Yes, I just said family. I love you, honey, and my son, but I'm the the king of it. To be a responsible husband, I have to put him before them. Yeah, with with a a seven-year-old and a (laughs) 10-year-old, I get caught up in, oh, there's shoes on the floor. Well, you haven't picked up your room lately. And we we, we get caught up, which is that important? Absolutely. It's it's important to to teach them things, and and obviously we try to do that. But uh, there was a point in time where I I, I began to worry too much about that. Um, I do, and, and it, you know, and there was never any reinforcement, never any, you know. Yeah, I'm a neat freak kind of guy. No, I can't help it. I, I mean, I, I know. And, and but but now I see my, the potential in my children, and even you know we all have bad moments, bad days. You know, yep, everybody. When does. I when I see myself harping on something, I, I, I like man. I begin to just see their beauty and their and their their innocence, and where I just start picking up stuff and carrying it in there myself. Yep. You know. Well, I think everybody has their own blessings and things that they're good at. And um, I told a young guy, uh, Hot Wheels, if you're listening, he's probably watching. Uh, he's a guy I, I see. Uh, oh, that's right. You do know him because he said he talked about you this morning, Zach. Oh, he just got married. Okay. And uh, I see him every Sunday morning at the gym and we talk football and he listens to my insane stories. Thank you, Zach, for listening. And I tried to give him a little advice when he, he just got married. I said, hey, man, there's going to be things that y'all are – different maybe you like the toilet paper go over maybe she likes it under i'm just using it as a silly example sometimes people put caps on toothpaste some don't but fulfill her where she falls short as she will fulfill you where you fall short and when you build your your marriage on on love and christ it's going to be okay you're going to have differences and you're going to argue and it's usually worldly things that you get fussing and, and distracted about and again just chill out and do do nothing stop freaking out 
it's going to be okay. Hang on to each other. It'll be all right. And uh, so, Absolutely. yeah, I forgot. You know, and, and something that I have to remind myself of all the time, because we're human. It's like, if if I'm trying to teach the kingdom to other people, yeah. and if I'm trying to teach the, the principles of Christ, and, and I'm wanting other people to see the light of Christ in me, does it really matter if my wife don't see that in me? Or if my children don't see that in me? <laughs> That's got to be first. Yeah, and, and, uh, right. And I'm not telling you I'm perfect. No, that. sure. But I'm telling you that, that I love my wife more today than yesterday. Yeah. And my children. Yeah. And that is my goal. That's my focus. Um, because that is my ministry. And I wrote a song here recently about, about what is my sanctuary. My sanctuary is my wife, my two kids, my home, my living room. It's not a steeple. It's not um, um, bright signs and, and things with a group of people. My sanctuary is is my family. Well, I, I think that's. I think that was one of the whole reasons Christ being here kind of was because a lot of the Pharisees and the ones that will, the elect that he spoke about later on that will be fooled in the end days. Those the elect which he was talking about the higher priest that you had to go in there in the upper room part and get the cow blood and the, and the leaves. And it, it gets distracting of some of the things that we can get into sometimes huge million dollar churches. You can find Jesus at a little old church right up the road here. at Tate Chapel. I'm just using Tate's chapel, for example, because it's the closest one to our Cedar Bluff or first Baptist at Piedmont. Um, and you originally, Usually you'll find Christ at home, in the woods, in a parking lot, um, you know, because he's tickling your ear and showing you that there's an opportunity for you to be able to fulfill the plans that he has for you. And uh, we keep denying them and denying them, and we we try to run away from them. And that's when things like um, drugs and drinking, those kind of things come in. So I'll kind of translate into that with working with youth, and and we've both done that, and you're around the kids a lot over there at Piedmont and at Spring Garden. How do you – what's your go-to thing when when you have a a situation when you know there may be some uh, – some worldly things going on. How do you try to? No doubt. You what's your go-to thing? Used to, we would all talk about the, the, the things, the stuff, even the sin. That's, that was our, as Christians, as leaders, <clears throat> as mentors, whoever. That's what we would go to was the stuff. But I'm telling you, that, that, that has all changed. It's all about identity. It's all about identity. There's, there's a lot of good, moral people that have lived a long life, and I don't believe ever really truly knew who they really were hmm. and i think now what god is the new thing that he's doing is probably not a new thing but a new thing in me for sure is that I, my focus is not on anybody's stuff it's all about their identity um give me an example i'm not, not trying to plug new music but i'm just, I'm just yeah saying, do please do yeah, but, but absolutely the, the, the title track to, to an album that i'm going to put out this summer is called yeah. city lights City Lights, tell us more about that. The the main point of that song um, is that you see the darkness. I don't. I see City Lights. Okay. I see a city set up on a hill. Other people see somebody uh, mean. The dark alleys. um, The the drugs, the drinking, all the bad. The the mean father, the, the, well, all that. It's just a lack. Darkness is not seen. Darkness is an, an unawareness of who they are. Um, 
metanoia, the repentance, a changing of your thought. Um, darkness, when, 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 when the light shines in the darkness, you know, obviously what they're doing is sin, but they're not the darkness. They have no idea who they are inside and what the potential is and what Jesus has already done. You know, when Jesus died on the cross and he said, it is finished. Did, did, did he not finish it or did he? No, he did. Yeah, go on, tell him. It, it's, it, it's done. It that, is done. Yeah. That, that father who is struggling and he has no relationship with his kids or his wife and, and he's struggling in all these different areas. He loves his family. He loves his children. He loves his wife. But he is so frustrated on how things have turned out. He's so he looks in the mirror and look, this is subconscious probably. It's not something he's saying or even thinking. But in here, he's screaming out to himself, Somebody help me. Man, I've I've messed up. I, I can't God's I'm not worthy of God's kingdom. Who I mean, you know, my kids don't like me, you know, when I try to do this and maybe the wife, you know, my husband don't like me and everybody's got something going on in their head, but I promise you, whoever lady or guy listening um god does love you and we all walk in sin every day we we competitive competitively struggle against it because if we're not competitively struggling against it then obviously we're playing for the wrong team and i'm sorry tennessee just come up no pun intended i just i'm kidding but um yeah that's that's pretty that's pretty close city lots you know, what, what we've did as a church and as a, as a group of believers is that we've, we've, we've still here in our social clubs and we've looked at those people and we've, yeah, we went outreached a little, we did a little, but we've really saw them as nothing other than being in darkness, being in sin. But the kingdom of God is all about looking at something and having enough faith and the audacity and the guts to call something this as if it, it, it has already happened. All right, guys, we're back. Sorry if we skipped that on you on that first little part. It was Spotify, Applecast, people speaking a podcast. I go check it, and it's done. It's done. Randed out. Okay. All right. Continue on. Jane and Dana Bright. Yeah, Jane and Dana. Dana, that they would come by and pick me up for basketball camp and some. I mean, Hall of Famers, and I remember yeah. all their games. Ricky Austin. Yeah. Um, Tommy Lewis. Yeah. All, all the Tim Cronin. All, all these people that, you know, Coach Welch, Dale Welch, you know, that I've got the privilege of being around. Well, then um, uh, Coach Lewis was at center. You know, obviously he coached me, but then he had the coaching job at center. Well, he, he called and, and invited me to come help him. So I got to got to be with Maurice Dupree and Reggie Dupree when they were young. And I remember playing one-on-one against Reggie Dupree. Every day after practice, and he couldn't beat me for like two years. <laughs> and then there, there finally got a point where I never beat him again. And, you know, he's overseas, he's still there, and got a great family, and just man, what an unbelievable experience it was to get to see see those guys. And Maurice, what Maurice is doing now, training younger athletes. After all, you know, kind of weird, multi sport, kind of strange, just legend. Like you um, see him. Wow. You see them growing, and you see them from their kids. And you know, I seen a kid in the gym day. I, I remember when he was born. I knew his parents when they were young, and this kid's like fifteen now. He's all like muscled up, and they're playing football. It's like, man, wow! Yeah. Just all, so strange. All those relationships that, that from years ago, you know, Brad, Bubba Buchans, you know, that, that those families that I never would have been around if it wasn't for that experience. That Coach Lewis believed enough in me that he wanted me around to help him. And, you know, Coach Shields. You know, getting to be with him at center, 
years ago with Coach Lewis, and now the relationship we still have, you know. Um, and then fast forward years later, um, I, I get 10 plus years at Piedmont, you know, with, with Coach Steve Smith, yeah. another Hall of Famer. Um, just the get, getting to be in that locker room with two back to back state championships on the sideline in the huddle and Coach Smith right here. The, I mean, a front row seat that nobody gets. And I got to experience that. And, you know, not just that, but we we created a, um, a Steve Smith football show. Uh, me and uh, Coach Harley Lamey, who's yeah. now the, the head wrestling coach at Hoover, okay. uh, assistant football coach, uh, media director, all that. I mean, one of my best friends, he, um, we started a Steve Smith football show. And we had more fun doing that show um, yeah, but, than we actually did on the football field. Yeah. And, I, you know, now I go to church with, with, with Coach Smith, and his kids are in my youth group. Yeah, he, he seems a little approachable, um, guys, people that may be listening, that just know the stigma of Piedmont. Listen, if you want to get to break it down with Coach Smith, just talk about baseball. Dude, I used to call him on the phone, and we used to trade baseball cards. Like, hey, do you have this? Or, yeah. hey, I got this 75 Nolan Ryan. He's like, he had some – he had like a – I think it was a, an older Nolan Ryan. I wanted it so bad, and I was trying to trade him in a Hank Aaron, and I was trying to – Con him into trading with him, and of course he he didn't fall for it. But and I was like, man, I could. But uh, he, these coaches like him, and all the coaches that win a lot, you seem like they're unapproachable. But oh, guys, mostly they like sports, yeah. and they don't dislike the sports they coach. Uh, and most of them go to church and have families, and you know, have funny stories. If you can just kind of get there and listen, sometimes they're just regular people. Uh, something funny about Coach Smith that nobody knows probably that I'm going to share. I know I know Sloan's uh, probably watching, <laughs> and I hope that Coach Smith will, will get will hear about this. But um, when we did the Steve Smith football show, yes. I was always just goofing off, you know, always a tad bit immature to most people probably. But I had this idea that hey, I'm I'm I'm, gonna, I'm not going to cut my hair for a year, and I went through this terrible hair stage, and, and so when we're doing the Steve Smith football show. My hair is like pull back, got a beard, you know, and and Coach Smith loved that, just the, the goofiness of just growing <laughs> your hair out and stuff. And now look at him. Yeah. I mean, his his players dare him to, hey, if we, you know, yes. so we lose or if we win yes. a championship, yep. you don't take yourself too serious if you agree yeah, to grow a mullet. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And here we are yeah. this morning. Hey, Coach Smith had that mullet about right here in his ear, you know. I love it. I mean, he don't take himself too serious. Yeah. And other people, I've seen people be so intimidated and so nervous about talking to him. Yeah. And they should. I mean, look at his look at his credentials. But I could walk up and say something so goofy, and he would laugh. Yeah. And that is our relationship to this day. And man, that that right there means the world to me. That 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 I'm able to be that close with with these local people who I, I call them heroes. Yeah. I mean, the coaches that I've got to be in the huddle with in battle with um when i went to jsu i was on scholarship with jenna at soft for softball and so i got to travel all over the country with jenna who one of the top softball coaches in the nation number one she's you know her, her jersey's in the raptors yep. she's her and dana are the nicest two people oh, that's yeah. ever walked earth besides jesus probably yeah no doubt yeah her and 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 with the ladies since we're talking about spring garden and miss ann Absolutely. The lady coaches over there. If you hadn't been to Spring Garden, uh, the 
they're just like they, they feel like your mom. Man. Am I wrong? Right. But but the thing about these coaches, <laughs> all of them, like use use Dana and Jana for example. Jana's a, I mean, I mean, conference championship after conference championship. The 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 attention to detail. Yeah, that's I right. Mean, the hard nose practices. The I mean, you you never take. It's a always about the work. You never take a day is. off. You never. I mean, and it was hard to keep up with. Yeah. As a young person, as a freshman, sophomore in college, you got. I mean, it was hard to keep up with their pace. And I remember thinking, I want to be this coach, but wow, look at the look at the work that they do. I mean, nobody sees this. Yeah. But then how they treated people, it was just unbelievable. How, how do you have that? You know, I don't know we see college coaches and they don't really they're not really people people. Yeah, um, most most but, of them seem some of them seem a little. Um, Lane Kiffin seems the goofy, approachable guy because he's he kind of seemed like he was probably a prankster. He's kind of smart aleck, and he just kind of says whatever. And Saban would be so – I mean, I've been within, you know, five foot from Saban, and he's just this little old guy that comes by. But being around him, um, there's this thing, you know, like him or uh, Steve Spurrier. There's some kind of something. Absolutely. These, You know, Steve Spurrier won a Heisman in 66. Mm-hmm. They're just – they command some kind of – they have a little aura about them, you know, yeah. and and you've got to be a part of so many things over there at Piedmont. Yeah, the thing about Saban is like and, me, me, uh, Cardavian. Cardavian will attest this. Caden Jenkins, who's now playing um, at Davidson right now. He's going to be a senior at Davidson. Huh. Me and my wife um, took Cardavian on his recruitment visit to Alabama his senior year in Piedmont. And, um, and um, Caden and his family were there. And there was two or three others from Piedmont. And um so we're in this room with all the big time coaches and Nick Saban, Lane Kiffin. Um, it's just incredible. So Kirby uh, Lane, Lane Kiffin comes in and he's got on sunglasses. <laughs> and so I, I we were so intimidated by Saban. I've been in the room with him a bunch. Just going down with Coach Howard and Coach Smith and all those. Um, but man, having an athlete with you and and he's coming to you and talking to you about your about your you know, your athlete that's with you, and and he's showing interest, and just man, you're just so intimidated. But here's Lane Kiffin over here with sunglasses on, and I'll never forget. He leaned up against the wall, and he was leaning back, and we, I kept looking at Saban, thinking he's going to look at him and said, "Get them sunglasses off, you know, quit, you know, quit doing that, quit being immature." Never did. It's like Saban knew that's who he was. And he allowed him to be who he was. He's Hollywood. Now, you know, when, it, when it comes to costing him, like on the sideline, we all see what Saban does to, you know, to Kiffin <laughs> and what he's done. You know, when it comes down to, hey, now now you you affected me. You know, this call, this play call. Or yeah, we're going to get into it here. Your lack of whatever, you know. Hey, we'll go but when it comes to just being who he was, Saban's the one of the greatest things he's ever done. One of his greatest gifts is allowing people to be who they are. So we were on the front row taking questions from Nick, from um, from the other parents and whoever, with Nick Saban, and um, and we're just so intimidated. And I saw people act the same way with Coach Smith, with, with Coach Rat, with Coach Shields, um, Coach Lewis, and and Coach Rat, you know, Coach Howard. Yeah. You know, all these co- um, um, coaches they're locally, they have that same. They've earned the same respect from other people that they almost seem unapproachable. Yeah. But the thing that I see in, in county wide and, and 
it really my whole reason is just um, I always said this about Coach Shields because if you know Jason Shields, you know he's he's one of the most godly men I've ever known, and he's one of the most structured, structured, yeah. faithful. Just his beliefs, and but if you watch how he him coaches, coach, yeah. but if you watch him coach and yeah. you don't know him, yeah, you're you're gonna walk away thinking, God, I can't stand that guy. <laughs> he, he hates his players, but it's actually the opposite. I mean, no no joke. When we were, I was at center with Coach Lewis, we were at Jacksonville. And this is so funny, and uh, and I, I joke with Coach Shields about it this day, but they, they were playing really bad in the second quarter. So he turns around, like a lot of coaches used to do, and just sat there and was like, "Y'all just do what you want to." And then he just kind of, you know, he let them, let them, you know, they weren't really listening to him, really weren't playing up to his standard. So he just kind of, yeah, y'all, I'm done, I'm done coaching. So he turned over, and uh, he went. So the, at halftime gets here, the team goes to, to the locker room. He sits on the end of the bench. Don't look at nobody. It was just hilarious. And the, there's just so much tension. Like, ah, oh, this, this is bad. <laughs> People who don't know him, they, they're hating him. You know? Well, the team comes back out and um, kind of battles back into the game. Well, here we are, fourth quarter. The team battles back into it. And Coach Shields is up. And he's coaching. And he's, you know, he's their biggest cheerleader. And guess what? Not one player on that team that I remember, I don't think so, ever held that against him. Was like, no, don't coach us now. No, you sit over there. No, all coaches kind of, kind of, they coach their players like family, right? Yeah. Well, with family, sometimes we just have to turn the other way for a little bit. We we have disagreements. Hey, we'll we'll, we'll be back. And and man, coach, but nobody that I've ever seen loves their players more than Coach Shields. He is, he is the, the such a players coach. But from that from the onlooker, you know, I was I had the privilege. I've been close with Larry again. Yeah. Um, one of his sons, Scott, mm-hmm. were my best friends, and Scott, Will, and Todd. Um, I, I just I got to know that family really, really well. And people who did not know Larry again hated him, <laughs> thought he was mean. And I'm like, he's hard when you watch him coach, and yeah. you're on the sideline. You're thinking, man, he's oh, man. just. But I know because I've been around the coach, and he's just. Man. That's just that's what he does, man. Yeah. He's a winner, and he expects you to win. Yeah. And he's not going to take anything less. We're not going to make excuses. We're going to win. Tommy Lewis, the most – I call him the most misunderstood person, coach on the planet. To me, look, Tommy Lewis, I know he's like a, a, a second father to me, a mentor, all that. But he's one of the greatest people I've ever known. And I, I start getting a little choked up talking about Coach Lewis, man. But I, nobody knows the things that he's done for kids. Yeah, those are things that a lot of people yeah. don't know. They don't know what all coaches too. I'm not taking that from him. Uh, it's not just coaching ball. We're talking about feeding children and feeding them God's word, buying them clothes, um, and just giving them good life experiences and how you handle situations and going through adversity and and sometimes having house kids, and then you get accused of cheating. Because you're housing kids that sometimes are good football players too. Well, maybe you, maybe they were good kids, and maybe you turned them in to help them be good football players. Oh, a lot of coaches get accused of that. Yeah, you, know, you talk about the kingdom of God being what we think is one thing when it's actually another. You know, we judge people based on what we think because we see an outer view. We don't see that the inside view. Yeah, but you don't ever know the real people do things, and they do like what Scripture says. When you give, you don't even let your right hand know what your left hand's doing. 
you don't go broadcast the things that the good things that you do for people. Yeah, and it's that's one thing about Coach Lewis is that I wish that people knew. I wish that people knew, you know, behind the scenes stuff. But, but you know, to see him honored last night in, in, in our county, um, you know, he's over 600 wins. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, incredible. And now he took Coosa, Georgia to the Sweet 16. I don't know when that's been done. I think it's been done before, but not in the near future that I can recall. Not, not, not real and, recently. No. And why we saw him play in the summer and in Spring Garden, and, and we beat him handily. And we we knew he had some athletes, but he was just his first year with the varsity. And what he did with that group is, I'm telling you, nobody else could do it. I'm telling you, nobody else could do it. Let's let's talk about. Uh talking about games and stuff and um let's see in basketball wise over sand rock sand rock <laughs> they'll uh at spring garden the boys wind up playing north sand mountain to kind of finish them out won a lot of games this year they're like five and one in the region the girls lost to pisgah getting it down there had a fantastic season talking about a real heartbreaking interview that i had to be a, a part of yeah. at the end of that game that was not fun for anybody um and they went like they were like 26 and two softball team they all make it uh, down there to the playoffs, lose to Thorsby, and baseball. I was over there. Um, I was a part of um, all these games, and uh, and then of course football, six and zero region two A. Coming back down to one A this year, um, they they had a end of the year there at Mars Hill. But good news, guys, football is back, and it's going to be happening real quick. Mm-hmm. August the twelfth, uh, Jamboree will be at Spring Garden. Uh, they're going to be having. Etowah, Ohachi, Hanley, and Rambler will all be a part of this. Um, I would, I don't know times. I don't think it's been engraved. Yeah. I'd assume lunch. I'd assume they don't have a lot of teams over there playing. And the nineteenth, the week after that, uh, Spring Garden will host Sandrock. And uh, last year they won that game. Let me tell you, who was I was there at that game. That's one of the best football games. And I know I'm being a homer. I don't care. I'm telling you, I've been in some good ones. The five Piedmont game up there that night in the rain, it was great because it's this the history of both teams. Mm-hmm. But just rural Alabama, if you ain't got nowhere to be on August um, the nineteenth, uh, be at Spring Garden. The Spring Garden Sand Rock. It was twenty nine twenty eight last year. Mm-hmm. I think Sand Rock was was going to go down and trying to score late to win the game. I think they missed the pass in the corner of the end zone. I mean, this was a fantastic football game. Yeah. It was so fun. And um, I got an aggravate Coach Hired a little bit after the game. We have some things we like to cut up with about each other. He kind of, you know, we cut up with each other after the game about that. That was fun. It was a fantastic game. They'll be at Coosa Christian the 26th, and then September 23rd uh, in, into September, they'll be um, at Cedar Bluff. They won that one 40 to nothing last year. Um, Coach Beckett be his second season over there in my hometown, guys over there. Um, he's trying to turn it around. Uh, trying to get more involved in playing, and they lost some some very key parts of it with Burleson and Burt. And um, so we're going to see how the Tigers and the Panthers are going to lock up uh, this year. I'm very interested in that. Uh, Coach, tell us now, uh, Piedmont now, we shared all their softball stuff. The girls went to, I think, how far did they make it? They were state tournament. They, they went to, I shared all that stuff, second or third they made it the week after most of our girls here did. Because I think I remember seeing them another week after. 
and the boys, man, what a they, they're all so good. And I got to cover when they came to center. Um, we got to watch them play, and I got to chop it up with Shane Estes, and I got to aggravate him. And I was putting up pinchers of uh, some of the center players, and uh, he comes like, "Hey, uh, I mean, you know, our guys up there batting too. You gonna, you know, kind of share a little bit?" Of, he was just kidding, you know. Uh, he was just kidding, of course. And I did, and uh, that was fun. And they have a great baseball team they went all the way and the football team wins um boys basketball odom was like the greatest phenom in the state of alabama playing from i don't care one through seven a i'll put that guy up against anybody i got to see him play when they come over and played center it's like he just kind of just turns it on when when it's you know it's like that guy you're racing he just Flips the turbo switch. It's like, man, you're like you was already nearly winning. Now you're gonna pull up, pull off from me and hit the turbo. Uh, and and then the game, the football game uh, we were at, they they beat Montgomery down terrible at halftime. My son texts me, Dad, what in the world is happening down there? You know, we're picking. We picked just between me and him. We picked Piedmont by two touchdowns. We thought they, at least they would be a lead. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. I said, they've kind of just shot themselves in the foot. I don't think they're really not losing. They're just not winning. Yeah. And, and he didn't, you know, maybe everybody don't understand that, but that's kind of, that was the situation. And we're talking about these two schools guys, in case you just kind of tuning in here on the second part of the podcast, uh, coach Ward, youth minister over at First Baptist in Piedmont. And he's around these Piedmont Spring Garden kids all the time. And, uh, we appreciate him. Uh, I'm, I'm um, humbled. It's great to, for the spirit. It was moving here tonight. It was. And I hope somebody listening somewhere uh, that needed to hear it, that is not sure about their self and what they got going on right now. And if there's something in your family life that don't seem um, like it's just out of your control, um, guys, they ain't, there's nothing complicated about it. It's hard though being a man to humble yourself and to Absolutely. just just to lay flat down in the floor and, and admit you know where you failed. But uh, that kind of is what it is. And I had to get that in. I wanted to share that news for everybody. Um, and, and also um, local here, Cherokee County will be playing trying on the same day. I think that on the twelfth, that'll be a, an interesting game. Those guys are there. Um, they're hitting weight room hard. Four-way football is going to be big time. Um, they're going to have a different region to be in this year, and I'm excited to see them play in the Anianas and the Etowals, and I'm, they're going to get to play Fort Payne again. They ain't played them in years, seven, eight, seven, eight, nine years, I guess. So, And um, Coach Knapp over at Galesville, um, they're going to have a week zero game. I think they're playing Douglas, maybe. Cedar Bluff's going to play Winnersboro. I think that's right. So, uh, guys, it's not going to be long. And, again, I'll, I'll toot my own thing again. June the 25th, media days at Easy Street at noon. Uh, this is big for the kids. They really like it. I will have uh, WQSB is going to be there this year. FNN Network is going to be there uh, this year. And, of course, our local, uh, Mr. Roy from The Post and Shannon from WIS and Joey from um, Weiss Lake News Network, he's got going on that we're sharing news there too, sports news. 
So I'm trying to run two pages at once sometimes. So, um, well, and I, I just want to just interrupt you for a second yeah. to, brag, to brag on you. Uh, you ain't got to brag on me, man. Todd, I'm telling you, we, we struggled for so long in this county with getting you know, a light shine on our athletes. Yep. And, and it wasn't about, you know, I'll say it, kids love to read about themselves in the paper. Yeah. They love to, to, to hear, see themselves on the highlight videos. Yeah. This I one myself, they, I, I love making them. highlight videos. They want to watch the Instagram um, reels. And, they, 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 you know, and it, it just, it motivates them to, to, to see good things and hear good things about their teams. And I love what, what, what you're doing for, for, I enjoy for our it. county. And now, now you're expanding a little bit. And that's yeah. all right. Hey, yeah. I mean, we're proud of you. I appreciate we're, we're just, it. And, and just the media days alone in what one year yeah. and now, and now what you've got other people coming on board to our County. Yes. When in the past you'd say, Hey, you want to come over to Cherokee County for our, and they're like, who, who what? I mean, we've no. heard Cherokee County, but what about these other schools? And, and now Jeff you know, Allen, WQSB, the guy you turn on radio, one Oh five point one to cover all your North absolutely. scoreboard news, the Hardy scoreboard show. He's going to be there. He, I'm gonna be kind of in all too. I'm, I may, you know, be a little starstruck. And, and of course, Mr. Jacobs, uh, Jim's have done everything. He's yeah. on my radio stations in Montgomery, like back in the '80s, I think. And you know, yeah. he's the old old guy and what knows all these people. This, I, hear, I see more of a. It's always been, but I'm more of a camaraderie between the schools. Yeah, you know, Cherokee County and Spring Garden kids and, and Cedar Bluff and Gales on Sand Rock. You know, we see the competitive spirit, and we see the arguments, and we see the 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 end game stuff that with kids being kids. That's what you you want to see good, yeah. confident, you supposed uh, to healthy, be. You're supposed you know, to be conversations. But we see the, uh, at these events that you host and other people host them. You know, dapping it up, and you know they're, they're good luck on your season. They're and, friends, man, yeah. and they're they're not. Oh, that not, can that competitive craziness that it used to be years ago. It's changed all that. Snapchat and all that stuff has done that because now they all see each other all the time. So, and they talk. There's not like the only time I would see, you know, players from Gills when you go play over there, you're just going to be a war because it's, you know, the Battle of Highway 68. And it's just, you know, well, you didn't see each other. When did you see them or talk? You never did. But now, kids are all pretty close. I mean, when we, played five up there that year you know marcus met some of them kids through snapchat and they're kind of still know each other and they wish each other luck on their endeavors and they still i mean you find each other you know every month or so and um you know see what the other guy's doing and it's different now but you know i just rode by there one day and i thought of course i knew shane not in my whole life uh playing music and i thought man wouldn't it be cool just i mean why can't why not it's just like you know i'm gonna ask yeah. and of course he was like um absolutely sure yeah you come up here on stage we'll drop some mics on you out there and um y'all just come up here and hang out and it's like uh okay so we just set up there with them but now as we've done it more we've talked about getting off the stage because i don't i don't i don't want to say we didn't know what we was doing but we kind of didn't know what we was doing yeah. <laughs> we're just this is as new to us as it is to as them too because nobody's done this before so now we're going to be off stage, so real at the table with um, Mr. Roy and Shannon and Jeff and those guys, and, and and let them fire questions, and everybody will have one or two questions apiece, and everybody every team gets twenty minutes or so, and that's just kind of you know I thought, well, man, why can't we do that? And uh, of course Shane was on board for it, so 
uh, hats off to Shane Givens at Easy Street for letting it happen, you know. Yeah. And and I appreciate it. And what a fantastic place he has over there. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. Unbelievable. When I went in there the first time, I'm, and they were not – it wasn't really open. The doors was just open. I seen his car there. So I was like, this would be a good chance to ask him. Mm-hmm. And I went in, and I was like, whoa, you know, this is going to be – yeah. And now they put down new floor stuff now, too. So it's even different now. Um, so, yes. Um, yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting stuff. Yeah, I, mean, I appreciate it, it, the, it, it, the words of confidence. But really, and you know me, I'm – I'm just modest and I'm not trying to be weird, but it's just not about me really. I don't, I mean, yeah. I, I want to put on something good and I do get a little nervous and I like trying to spread more about us because it spreads more about you and Gales or our Cedar Bluff, our Sand Rock, mm-hmm. our center for our county to see the Matt and Todd show something. These hats right here, this green hat, you know, that's just another part of, I am going to give these to some coaches and the guys that wear hats or something just to try to spread the word. And for guys that are listening on Spotify and Applecast, um, we're fixing to cut it loose right here. I'm going to get the recording ended. Uh, we appreciate y'all. And we'll be back next Sunday with uh, Kobe Brandon. And uh, we're going to see how that goes. Excited to have him. We'll catch y'all next week.